arms. Oh my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullen. Kick and chase again by Mullen. Welcome back to the Racing and Sports Punters Pod on this Tuesday, February the 14th. Jimmy Buckley with you to continue our preview of the NRL season, which is now merely a fortnight and a day away from returning our lives to a bit of routine and normality. That means I'm joined once again by the man who is described by Chat GPT as possessing a tactical kicking game, playmaking skills and solid defence. Former Raiders halfback Sam Williams, welcome, mate. Uh, good to be along, mate. Chat, chat, GP. Um, being very kind there to start things off, but uh, <laughs> I very much appreciate it. It did have you born in Dubbo, so we've had to we've had to tell it that it was wrong there. Yeah, there's a couple of things it probably needs to fix <laughs> up, but we'll take we'll take the good stuff and clear the rubbish. Yeah, that's the plan. All yeah. right, we got a bit of action over the weekend. We had a smorgasbord of trial games in this new preseason challenge tournament. That uh, one in particular. I'd like to focus on the Canterbury Bulldogs beat the Canberra Raiders down in Maruya. And unfortunately for Raiders, young fullback Xavier Savage, he copped a broken jaw, which will require surgery and an eight-week stint on the sideline. That's a pretty big early blow for the Raiders there, Sammy. Yeah, look, it's not ideal. I think we spoke about it earlier in uh, in the preview for the Canberra Raiders, but the depth around the fullback position is a bit of a concern. And Xavier was always going to go into the season needing time. And the more he plays there and the more experience he gets at fullback, the more he'll improve. And, and what he already possesses is, is his speed. So it'll all come together. So this is going to put him back again. It means that he won't also get these next few weeks of training as well. You know, there's so much learning for Xavier. And the Raiders now have a little bit of time to try and work out who's going to, going to play there. There's, um, you know, there's a couple of options with with Geordie Rapana and uh, Albie Hopawadi potentially. Um, but there is some, some big calls to be made there. And I'm, you know, it's a little bit of a concern going into the season. As punters and as fans of the sport, what can we take out of trial games? We only usually get two. And quite often the coaches will chop and change and play young players and so on and so forth. Can you take much out of them? I think you, you can pretty clearly see when a side has a new coach or a lot of changeover and need to try and get some combinations as opposed to a team that's been pretty steady. Now, you look at the Raiders, for example, on the weekend, there probably wasn't many there from that starting 17 in round one that, that are going to play. They've got to work out who's going to play nine for them. So there's a bit of a shootout there. They need Xavier have a bit of time at fullback. Um, blokes like Toots needs a bit of game time, get his body moving. So there is a few positions there that they needed but I don't think the result in the end was the big concern for the Raiders. The Dogs had quite a few of their new players there. Ryan Sutton was excellent for them. He played really well. You know, there was a, you know Josh Reynolds, someone who comes back to the club with so much excitement about you know his game that he that he plays with so much enthusiasm. So there was a little bit of a difference in in how those sides came together, and I think more importantly was getting um, getting some of them a bit of game time. And we got one more this weekend, I take it. Yeah, the Raiders take on the West Tigers up in Sydney. Um, so once again, you'll see the majority of the Canberra Raiders starting side play. I think they've got a you know they're pretty fit team. I don't think there's too many injuries there. There shouldn't be too many. I think uh, Harley Smith-Shields might be in doubt coming back from a foot injury. But I think all in all, they should have a pretty strong lineup this weekend. 
All righty, we might rip into the rest of or the third part of our four-part NRL preview. Today we're tackling the Newcastle Knights, the North Queensland Cowboys, the Parramatta Eels and the Penrith Panthers. And we might start with the Knights who are $67 with Neds to win the NRL in 2023. They're a $21 top four chance, $6 to finish top eight and also $6 to finish with the most losses. They've brought in... uh, a few players of note, Adam Elliott uh, from Canberra, of course, goes up there. Jack Hetherington joins from Canterbury. Jackson Hastings comes across from the West's Tigers, among others, uh, and they've lost uh, an absolute stack, really. Mitch Barnett leaves, as does Edric Lee, Anthony Milford, Tex Hoy, David Clemmer, among others. Bit of player turnover there. They're looking a bit light on this year, the Knights. It's going to be interesting the, set, the way their team lines up. In this first game of the season, Adam Elliott, I think, is a really good signing. I think he's a he's a sort of player that offers a, a little bit of aggression. He's also got a bit of an ability to play in the middle or on an edge as well. He's got quite good skill, Adam, and he'll work really hard. So I think he's a really good signing. Um, yeah, unfortunately, he left the Raiders, and I think the club would love to have kept him too. So it's, it is disappointing that he's up there, but... I think he'll be really good for them. He'll bring a, a bit of a competitive edge to them as well. So I think that's a good signing. I'm a big fan of Jack Hetherington. You know, when you're, you're looking at the opposition, when you're running out there, he's one of them blokes you just go, I don't want to piss him off today because he's a, you know, he's an angry man at the best of times. But I think he's a really good player. He moves really well for a big fellow. He'll offer some really good leg speed in the middle there for, for the Knights. So I think, you know, those two in, in terms of their, their middle, I think are going to be really good additions. And, the big one for me is how Lachlan Miller's going to slot in at fullback. He he was really solid for the Sharks last year in his games. Uh, we played against him for the Newtown Jets early on and in the uh, reserve grade competition, and we came out of that game thinking that he was a pretty handy player as well. So it's not surprising that some other clubs picked him up with his first grade opportunities in sh- at the Sharks. We was always going to be limited. So how Lachlan Miller fits in there and. Then how does Caelan Ponger and Jackson Hastings work in the in the six and the seven? It's there's a few answers there that you know we won't know for a little bit, but there's some quality there. If they are able to stay fit, which is I guess the challenge that every side certainly hopes to overcome, but if they do stay fit, maybe their starting thirteen is certainly competitive and capable of of springing a few upsets this season. How do you approach the Knights from a punting perspective? It's a tough one because. I think that they've got enough in that 17 to really cause some headaches. I think they can beat some good teams. You know, there's enough good names there for them to be, you know, win win, win enough games. But I just I, – I don't see a way in which they finish in the top eight. Bucko, I don't know how they win enough games and how they're consistent enough to be able to finish in the top eight. If that Ponga, Hastings, Miller and uh, Jaden Braley, if it just clicks and, and it's unbelievable, well, you know, maybe. But you'd be a very brave man thinking that they're going to get in there above some of those teams that we've made, mentioned previously and that top eight from last year. So, I mean, for me, it's them to miss the eight. You're not getting much of a price. I think Marzu on the left can probably score a few tries as well. It just depends on... I think Ponga probably plays on the left. I'm not sure if there's our Knights fans out there can tell me something different, but I feel Jackson Hastings being a right footer and doing... The vast majority of kicking, he'll have to play on the right, trying to get his good kicks away. So that's how I see it lining up. Um, and well, you know, we can see how Ponga skips across his man and finds his winger. He does it as well as anyone in the game. So you know, you'd, you'd love to be on the wing outside that. Yeah. So Greg Marzu potentially most try scorers for the Knights this season, and uh, Newcastle to miss the top eight. 
I think we're probably all in agreement on that one. The North Queensland Cowboys, very interesting looking team. Eleven dollars to win the comp with Neds, two dollars fifty to finish top four like they did last season. A dollar forty-five top eight and forty-one dollars. Most losses, they, of course, host the Canberra Raiders in round one this season up in Queensland. Jimmy Tarmow comes back from the West Tigers. Jack Gosiewski from the St. George Illawarra Dragons. And the losses aren't too bad. Just having a look at this now, they lose Tibue Fidao to the Dolphins. Most of the others kind of fringe players, I would have thought anyway. So they've kept the majority of last year's squad together that did so well. What do you make of them this year, Sammy? Yeah, last year I think they were exceptional. The way they improved in such a short amount of time to become one of the you know real top sides of the competition by the end, um, you know it took me by surprise. I didn't see it coming, and they were they were unbelievable there in patches. I think Valentine Holmes showed some extremely good form. His speed and strength there on the left edge for them were was sensational. The big thing for me is, and it's it's the same with the Cronulla Sharks, is how do you go from being a side who for the first half of the season you're probably not hunted by teams you're probably hunting some of the better teams and when you're trying to get up for an NRL game every week sometimes these games you can win a few few extra games by the opposition being a little bit flat this year there's not going to be any of those weeks every single week that uh, you come up against the Cowboys the opposition would have had it circled saying all right we've got a big game the big thing in their favor is that They've just had such a little changeover. They've got those combinations. I think they've got some extremely good depth in some of the positions as well. You know, you look at Jimmy Tarmow, he's he's one of the most experienced front rowers in the in the game and he's probably not going to have to play the big minutes that he has previously, but he'll be really good for them off the bench. I think there's still a really, really good side in there. I just want to see how they handle being hunted. The term second season syndrome gets thrown around a lot. They they did make significant improvement last year under Toddy Payton. And now I think the other clubs certainly know that they're going to need to be on their game every time they play the Cowboys. How do you approach them from a punting perspective? Yeah, I armed an art about this. There's a couple of teams who I think improve a little bit in that top eight. I, I've got them just inside the top four. I've got them. I think they can still scrape in there. Um, you know, I, I, I say that with the fact that I think that some of these young players are going to have another 12 months. Too alungy. And Nanai, I thought, were exceptional last year. And the fact that they're going to keep this stable side from, from last season, I think that they can can do enough to make that top four and, and be um, you know have their presence felt. But there's certainly going to be a couple of sides coming for them. Yeah, that is key, the consistency, I think, and the stability of the roster. They're a hard side to beat up in Townsville too. You know, that's probably one of the, the better home ground advantages, I would have thought, in the NRL. $2.50 for the Cowboys to finish in the top four. Now, the Parramatta Eels... The runners-up last season. And just check out the player movement here. Josh Hodgson comes up from the Canberra Raiders. They also bring in Jack Murchie from the Warriors, among others. They lose a couple of players here of, of note. Isaiah Papali'i off to the West Tigers. Reed Marnie heads away to Canterbury, and they lose Tom Opacic. There's a few others there. Uh, a bit of player movement, but I think the core remains well and truly together they're at Parramatta. They're thirteen bucks to win the comp. Three dollars and fifty to finish in the top four. A dollar sixty to make the top eight and thirty-four bucks most losses. What do you make of the yield, Sammy? Yeah, I think there's probably a few people out there who have been a little bit negative towards the Parramatta Eels this season. They obviously were outplayed in the grand final against Penrith, but 
Tell you what, their their edges, um, Brown, Moses, Gutherson, there at the back, were f- they were fantastic last year. They really were. I thought that the way they played into the line and the way they took the short sides, Moses is probably the best in the game taking a short side. He just goes so quick and, and his eyes up footy is really, really good. So I, I actually think that they're going to do a lot better than some of the people probably think. Um, you know, you throw in Josh Hodgson there. I know Reed Marnie moves on and he was exceptional for them, but Hodgson's... He was captain of us at Canberra. He's played for England. He's played in a grand final. He's been, you know, one of the best hookers in the game for for a lot of years. And I just think he could add, add to their attack on the back of at the moment that they can score so well on an edge. But you throw Hodjo in there with his creativity around the ruck. Blokes like Junior Paulo trying to get one on one with a defender on the line. I think you'll see them go to a new level on the back of Hodjo's creativity. And then at some point you've got to start marking up on them, and and those edges are going to see the footy. So. It's just about how does that combination with Hodgson and his two halves, how it works. When they want the footy, he's got to give it to them. But I'll tell you what, they're going to enjoy having his creativity at nine as well. Yeah, it takes a bit of pressure off and gives them a, certainly another attacking string to the bow, Parramatta. I'm going to jump in quickly ahead of you here, Sammy. I mean, I think that $3.50 top four is definitely worth a little something. And as you know, I'm very keen on them round one against the Storm paying up to $2.40, depending on where you're shopping. How do you like them this year from a punning perspective? Yeah, I agree, mate. I reckon they can make the top four again. I think they've got a fairly stable roster in their key positions. Oh, we just spoke about Hodjo, but I think that their 6, 7, and 1 are so good. Now, the big things for me are their edge back rowers. If Madison's going to play there, he's obviously out for the first three weeks. How can... Um, <laughs> yeah, the... Penance, um, they call that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the boys are happy about that. Um but how do they – if he can stand up and play well on that right edge, I think that they could be a massive threat. So I really do think that he can have a big season as well. I've got the Eels at the top four as well, and I think Mike Acevo is the top try scorer for them. You know, last year, that left edge of Parramatta's was unbelievable, and he just finishes off so well. So providing Hodgson and their, their spine can stay fit, I really think Parramatta can have a big year. In agreement with you there, Sammy. The Penrith Panthers defending champions, they're actually shooting for three in a row this season uh, they've brought in Tyrone Peachy he comes back across from the West's Tigers but they've lost Happy Coruscant Charlie Staines Robert Jennings Sean O'Sullivan Viliami Kikau Christian Crichton amongst others there $4 to win the comp $1.45 top four $1.08 to finish in the top eight and $201 for most losses have they lost enough Sammy to bring them back down to the pack do you think no, I don't think they have lost enough. I really, I think the thing that people forget about Penrith is it's all good and well. Yeah, they have lost a couple of names there, but I think they won four grades, Bucko. Four ga- four grades of the comp. I think they won the reserve grade, a couple of the lower grades as well. It was unbelievable way that club performed last year in so many different grades. Now, twelve months out from players coming off contract, they would have sat down and identified what what positions they think they can they can cover. Now, Kikau, I know they wouldn't have wanted to lose him, but they probably identify the fact that if we get someone in to do a job, we've got young fellas coming through, we can probably handle it. So I just don't think you can win that many grades and not have heaps of depth coming through. So for me, I just think that they're going to be so good again. And I, I, don't, I don't see where they lose enough for someone to be able to knock them off winning the comp. I know we haven't had a ball kicked in anger yet at all, but $4 to win the comp may well be the best price you get about them all season. And you do make a couple of good points there. I mean, the depth is just 
huge out west there at Penrith. And they're going to keep producing. I mean, Kikau's a, a superb player, probably one of the most devastating back rowers in the game at the moment. But what's not to say in the next year or two, they just unearth another one. And the thing is, Buck, I, I commentated the game, um, Raiders and Panthers there during the season at, at, at Canberra, and they had about half of their starting side out. Cleary didn't play. They had, I'm not so sure, I'm not so sure they had... Um, I know as I yo played, they were missing. They were missing the half fullback, a half five eight, um, starting front rower. It was an unbelievable performance. They were just so good across the park, and the way they were just so drilled and well oiled. I've never seen a side have so many stars out and just step up to the plate. As I yo in the middle, the way he creates room on the edges and plays through a team when he wants to run, I think he's so so good. Um, I think he's so much better than anyone else in the game at it. Obviously, Murray and Radley are really good as well. But the way that he does it and controls that middle, it just allows so much room on an edge. So I just think they've got enough there. They've got a good systems across all grades. I just think they're going to be too good again. And where are we investing our money on the Panthers in 2023? I think they win the comp, so you take the $4 about him. And I think Cleary is still the top, top try scorer. One thing I did notice about him, I think he's running the ball really well lately. He's starting to when, – when the opposition defense is on the back foot, he just takes off – and there's a couple of times in the Origin game, he took had a couple of runs where I think he was really unlucky and he ran the ball in the last tackle. And I think you'll see that come to fruition this year, the amount of times he probably runs the ball in the last because he's such a big body that if the defence sit on their heels, he can run over them. I just think he's he's in for another really big year as long as he stays fit, Cleary. Did you say Cleary top try scorer? A top point scorer top at $3.60. So we know he's goal kicking that and they'll score enough points, but... I think you'll add a couple more tries this year, and the three bucks sixty. I think that's I think that's who you're going with. Four bucks about Penrith to win the comp, and three dollars sixty Nathan Cleary to be the leading point scorer in the NRL. Just to wrap up the other three clubs, Sammy likes Newcastle to miss the eight, and Greg Marzu to score the most tries for the Knights. He likes the Cowboys two dollars fifty to finish in the top four, and he likes Parramatta three dollars and fifty cents to finish in the top four. And I'm pretty keen on them round one against the Storm, paying about two dollars. 40. Thank you, Sammy. We will reconvene again next week with the, the last four clubs, mate. It's getting very close. Touching distance, mate. I just can't wait for the season to start. Another few trial games this weekend, which will give us a bit clearer picture, but it's all, it's all coming together now. I can't wait for it to kick off. Thanks for coming in again, mate. We'll be back later in the week with Ken Rutherford. Until then, happy punting.